Jazz club scene. We can see the entire Earth. I mean, that intro is just amazing. It makes me feel like I'm in a, isn't it? It's kind of cool. Movie. It is. Where are we? Where are we right now? Where That's are right. we? Well, obviously, you guys, if you're if you're if you've been listening for a while, um, you can tell the there's a different environment and vibe. Um, obviously, Rodney is not with us. Um, he is not that good at rapping as Jordan is. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So, in the room around the table, we've got Jordan Largaspada. Hey guys, I'm the rapper. You're the rapper. You did a good job. <laughs> Thank you. And over here to my left around the table, we've got Jean Sanchez. Yep, yep that's me. Hello, he, everybody. He said hello, everybody. Woo. And as always, we've got our director. We've got our our host here, if you will. I'm the host. I'm whatever. He's the director. He pushes all the buttons, runs everything. We've got Mr. Jacob Miller. Hey, hey, hey guys. And what's Man, so cool about this is we are doing this um, a little different. We are at my house. And it's on a family Friday night. It's really kind of the only night we could get everybody together. And um, I appreciate that. So first of all, I said it downstairs, but I want to say thank you guys for like doing this. Like this is normally sort of our downtime mm-hmm. as a family, but this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I love, love, love this so much about this. So the title of the episode, you see it. That's why you're dialing in is Boys to Men. What we're going to talk about um, on this little podcast is what what how do we make how do we take the young men that God has blessed us with whether we're a new dad like Jacob whether one day we'll be a dad um and I want to hear from this group that's right mm. here in this room because represented in this room obviously you know Jacob Miller if you don't know a situation been married just a little over a year mm-hmm. brand new dad yep. i mean Benjamin still has the new car smell <laughs> i mean what 9 weeks tomorrow uh monday Yes, nine weeks. Golly, yeah. nine weeks already. So literally, you know, he in essence has just full on hit mm. so many aspects of manhood, right? And uh, Jean, Jean, you graduate UCF, uh, you know, second job, I guess, really, but first big job, mm-hmm. um, you know, project management assistant. Is that the role? Is that the title? Uh, um, associate project manager. Associate project Whoa. manager. Made it, made it. I, I ruined that title. <laughs> Titles are important. I jacked that one up. That sounds official. He it is official. He is engaged to um, my middle daughter yes. and uh, Rihanna, and so you you've obviously reached manhood in so many areas. But I mean, you're on the threshold of like mm. stepping out yes. and claiming this is our house, this is our family, this is our time, and so forth. And as you already know, over here to my right, if you're kind of picturing things around a table, you've got Jordan Lagerspada. He and uh, how, how long have you and Raya been dating now? Like two days or something? I don't know. I'm oh, man. Actually, this is our first week. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, Raya's behind you going, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, yeah. But no, we've been dating ever since uh, January. So it's been, I don't know what month it is now, September. Yeah. So about almost eight months. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. 
good night. Oh man! But you've been hanging out with us, her, for you know a little while longer than that. You, you guys, and one day you'll be able to tell your story. Um, you did a great job during those um, late high school years um, of just sort of praying through, waiting. Oh yeah, and demonstrated, I think, just so much um, grace, um, discretion, and discernment. And so, yeah, so in this table, I, I am surrounded by young men um, that are just becoming, right, in so many crucial roles mm-hmm. um, of what it means. So let me remind, remind us, right, what is front sight? Front sight, we're, we're taking aim at men that uh, we're praying are going to be faithful, focused, and fearless. And so how do we take uh, these young boys and turn them into men uh, that God has blessed us with. We've said this a number of times, almost every time we've done a podcast. Um, a biblical manhood is under attack, mm-hmm. and I believe biblical manhood has gone underground, not because men are afraid or because they don't, they want it to go underground. I genuinely believe that they don't really know what to do yeah. right mm-hmm. now. Like, what does a godly man look like? What does a godly father, godly husband what does that look like? I, I, most men can tell me what a successful man looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to hit these markers. Like I need to be here and provide mm. and secure and and so forth. That yeah, I get that. All right, but I really want to hear from you guys. And by the way, if you hear some background noise, <laughs> yeah. we literally are in our house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, the girls are downstairs, and Benjamin's downstairs. Butter, yes. our dog, is downstairs. <laughs> this is real and raw. This is real and raw. Said- but I love every bit about that, right? <laughs> All right, so here's here's what I want to know. Um, I want those listening to hear probably a little bit more from you guys than they do me. And here's what I'm – and you know this. I've asked you this before. All right, so when you were a young – boy, whatever age that is, and w- can you recall when you started thinking like, um, what is a man? Like, what does that look like? I think in episode uh, podcast seven, I talked about when my dad said, all right, son, you're the man of the house, mm. you know, be gone today, take care of mom and dad. I, I went and put on camouflage, you know, I found, <laughs> yeah. I was like, boom, you know, wow. get fender. Defender, right? But I was trying to figure out, but I really didn't have a concept of what man. So think through That's this. Good. First of all, what what were your earliest thoughts of what is manhood? Mm. And there's there's no right or wrong answer here because we want to hear what that is. These dads that are out there listening right now, they they might have sons that are close to your age, or they're they're a new dad like Jacob. You know, and they, they want to know. They want to know what what is a, a young boy thinking. So therefore, how do I speak to that? Mm-hmm. So after you guys speak to that, I also want to hear. So what were those thoughts? Now that you're there, right? Now that you're there, how has that changed? And what? How do you see yourself getting there? So I don't know if you guys want to rock paper scissor it, or whoever wants to jump in first. Or John's going no, no, no. All right, so whoever wants to jump in, tell us, tell us what were your earliest thoughts of what a, what was a man, and like what contributed to that. Mm. All right, so I guess I could go. I could say I could answer first. Um, All right, Jordan, let's do it. <laughs> so I think you know, obviously, looking at that man younger, I'm not that old. So younger would for me would be like probably under the age of 10, right? And how old are you so that oh, they, they know? yeah. I'm 18. Awesome. Perfect John's age. like 23, and then Jacob's like 25. <laughs> 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 <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you know, young would be like right. probably elementary age. So you kind of see this, uh, you kind of learn what it means to be a man from obviously the other men in your life. Mm. So, you know, I watch like my dad mostly, 
uh, but also like TV. You see a lot of a lot of portrayals of men in TV that's like maybe sometimes not the best. Mm-hmm. Right. But you'd also see some that's like I'm so courageous. Right. And so for my dad, I I guess a lot of what I got was like wisdom and mm-hmm. learning great. before you speak. You know. Okay. Wow. Uh, but you know, from TV, I guess <laughs> that kind of stuff, outside world stuff would be just be like, be, uh, courageous, you know, charismatic, that kind of stuff. Interesting that you said, mm-hmm. I mean, keep talking about that. Cause most of what I saw, you know, growing up was dads were weak and puny, um, behind the scenes and so mm-hmm. forth. Okay. Talk, expand that a little bit more like what you saw on TV. Like what, what was courageous? What did that mean? What did he do? So I think, uh, more of like dad's. Right. Definitely. I think I see the same thing that you see. Uh, a lot of like, a lot of very much like, oh, I'm just the, I'm just her dog, you know, I'm just, this, <laughs> is, my, this is my ball and chain. But uh, yeah, a yeah. lot of the manlyhood that I would see from like TV and stuff was really from like superheroes or like mm. oh, the got it. lead yeah. cop, you know, or something yes. like that. <laughs> that's yeah. a good way to describe it. You know, mm-hmm. okay. that kind of stuff. But okay. That's pretty much, I guess, like when I was, Young, that was pretty much where I got everything. So, two major influences mm. were your dad and television. Yeah, just like any any media, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, statistics don't mm. lie, and so okay, I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. That's, we're gonna teach on that a lot. Um, that's that's awesome. Anybody else? That's good. John, Jacob, what do you guys got? Uh, for me. I mean, oh, thanks, Jacob. So, for me, it's it's very interesting. It's been a little bit hard to answer that question. I come mm. from a divorced household, mm. and that kind of image is null maybe um wow so i don't i don't know i don't know um but i think that um i can i can remember when i was younger and my dad was in my life uh, back then you know living on the same household right um and i remember um having feelings of wow this is where i get my security Mm -hmm. um because as a child i mean i i don't know I mean, even yeah. just asking yeah. for <laughs> extra sauce at a McDonald's counter is is a challenge for a kid, wow. right? And that is so mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. in comparison to what um, I guess adults really face. And if as a mm-hmm. child, you know, children kind of that's already a challenge. Just imagine not having a a father there wow. who's not yeah. able to even have an answer for the other mm-hmm. um, challenges that come in your life, but. Um, back then, I'd say if a dad would be someone who has the answers and Goodness. someone who maybe is able to defend me, yeah. maybe when I'm, I don't know, as a kid, shy and nervous right. or whatever, I have someone who can stand up. But then later after a lot, you know, after maybe my parents divorced at age of 10 or 9, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting point. So Jordan brought up and confirmed two things. You said something I've never actually even thought about, like asking for extra mustard packets. Or was that was that what oh, you? Yeah, was that, yeah. Right? I mean, like they, just doing that, like going up to the countertop and being sh- wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's already a nine out of ten kind of. It's it's a challenge for a How child. And, wild yeah. is that? And if they get intimidated by that, I mean people celebrate when their kids kind of uh, you know are able to do such thing. Um, yeah, because it it is a challenge for a kid. So just imagine just. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, man, just so listen, dads, if you're listening right now, I mean, and, and you got to jump into work, right? Like you just learned like right there, one thing you can do in your child's life is like be encouraging. Take them to McDonald's, right? Right. I don't know. But take them, <laughs> right, take them somewhere and just encourage them, okay, go ask for an extra mustard packet or something and then celebrate oh, that. Yeah. That'd mm. be, I think as, as, a, as a kid, that yeah. would be... You don't you don't know wow. to you don't know to push boundaries. Yeah. If someone doesn't tell you that it's okay because wow. I'm at the other side to catch you just in case you fall, right? Oh my mm. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As a podcast kid, done. It's like the <laughs> fundamental kind of things. Right. That, so yeah, people sometimes expect that you would learn, but mm. then I mean like I feel the same way when I was young. Yeah. A lot of time I'd be like, "Oh, what do I say to this waiter right now? (laughs) (laughs) Why is everybody looking at me? (laughs) You know, but like, that's the kind of fundamental stuff that like Mm. some, sometimes it needs to like be taught, you know? Right. Wow. That's amazing, Mm. man. Two great perspectives, right? Well, Jacob, man, what, what do you got for us? I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of similar to what John was saying. Cause um, when I was younger, it was a little bit of like, like, different like my my parents split up when i was around nine as well Mm -hmm. and so um like my dad as like a figure to like look up to to see like what is like a man i mean it he was there at a like a younger age but like it it wasn't probably the best example in my life like especially like spiritually Mm. but i mean um that's where i think like it has adapted and changed because i when i was younger it was like you know i saw some like the superheroes on TV yeah. and, and um, I mean, the other dads and stuff like that. But um, it was more like, okay, it's the, like, establishing, okay, your security. And it's, like, mm-hmm. your spiritual, like, like guidance and right. force in that way. Right. Like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to make sure we, we pray before this meal. And, like, we're going to be making sure mm, we mm. pray at night before we go to bed, that kind mm. of thing. I didn't really have, but I was able to kind of see in other men right. in my life as I grew up. Wow. And so, I mean, and another thing is I kind of had to, like, force – I was forced in certain areas to kind of be the man of the house. Right. So yeah. I was trying to figure out at a young age kind of what that looked like. but. Right. Um, so that I mean, it was adapting and changing as that went. So, but what's interesting about all three of you guys um, is it, it, Jordan, right? Um, has his his parents have not divorced, but still, Jordan has all three of you guys have a strong work ethic, and Jordan um, is has to be the man in some respects, even in his house, even though he mm-hmm. has a dad in his home, right? Yeah. He's oh, helping yeah. take care of certain family members. His yeah. dad gets him out there working hard. Yeah. Very much depends upon him. And I love that he's instilled that work ethic. Jordan's not the guy that sits around the house and just kind of loafs off. And his parents probably don't, they, they've not instilled that in him. Mm-hmm. So no all three of you guys have a strong work ethic. And, and John, you have younger siblings and, you know, um, Jacob, you have an older sister. Mm-hmm. And so literally you're like me, like when people say you're the man of the house. Yeah. I mean, I was like the only man in the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, with you and your mom, Jacob, you, your daughter, I mean, your, um, your sister and your mom, um, you, you pretty much were the man in the yeah. house. And so I remember when I first met you, you were helping run your mom's front of house business art studio oh yeah. wow yeah when i first met him and like we walked in and i didn't know this right and i kind of i thought i saw something different in jacob's eyes and but all of a sudden we walked backwards and rain i was like yeah that's the guy that's like interested in Rayleigh, and Rayleigh's interested in oh. him and i'm like i was like say what what, what? I, gotta, I gotta go back in like what does this mean like you know who was that kid you know but nonetheless that yeah but i mean my point was he was you you guys already had 
enormous levels of responsibility and work ethic, work ethic at a young age. Mm. And so, yeah. All right. So let, let's talk now. Now that you're your age, okay, and you're where you are now, Jacob married. Um, I mean, you've got a home. You've got a son. You've got yep. a wife. You've yep. got cars. You've got bills. He mows the yeah. yard every Saturday. Or so. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> a real responsibility. And nobody else is there to mow it. There's no one else there to mow it. Not yeah. yet. If there's a problem. Yeah. You got to fix it. I got to mow tomorrow. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> that's right. kind of a definition. Uh, right. One definition of a man, I guess. Right. I mean, <laughs> what, a few more years give uh, Benjamin about, what, seven, eight more years, and he'll be able to help out? And, yeah. But, oh, yeah. I don't know, but still, yeah. All right, so that's fun. how has that changed from what the first images and thoughts of being a man to, like, where you are now? And each, each one of you contextually are different mm-hmm. in that, um, uh, of course, um, John and Jacob are sort of working in, if you will, a corporate world right now. You know, Jacob's in the church um, over our broadcast, digital ministries and so forth. John um, out in corporate America, you know, working the big job. Jordan, you as well, uh, you're working like five jobs right now. I mean, you're, <laughs> but my, my point is like you're at that point where there's, there's a different level of responsibility mm. on your life. Mm-hmm. Um, John, you're planning for a wedding and, and so forth. Talk now wh- – from the earliest thoughts that you had, what does being a man look like to you now? And if you want to share, where to, where are the areas you feel like you're strong and where maybe areas you feel like you're weak and, and sort of, Jean, to borrow off your experience, where do you think you still need people telling you it's okay to go ask for this mustard packet? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, talk talk about what it, what's the difference what's the difference of the view now from when you're young and where you are contextually in your your manhood now. Okay, that that is a little bit of a difficult question. Yes. Um, yeah, it's pretty deep. But I think, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, you know, uh, some of what I was learning when I was a kid is still true now. So, yeah. like, wisdom. Definitely thinking about what you're going to do before you do it is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's other, there's other stuff like um, leadership. Uh, really just being the one... Mm, that, that people yep. look to kind of for answers. Mm. Uh, but also, um, you know, the word slipped my head. But That's kind okay. Of Those like, are two good points. Yeah. Keep, keep going. But, you know, uh, it's really just kind of being the the safe house, like you guys were kind of saying, just like the constant, you mm. know? Yeah. Good, good person to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys... John Jacob, where what are your where, where's your head on this topic? I mean, for like, so I would say it's more like in the realm of, of like, hmm, setting the tone, like, and okay. being able to like, yeah, because we're talking about like father to son, right? Or yes, like father to child. Yeah, and, or, or yeah, definitely raising boys to men, and at you as a dad, as a husband, um, right? Uh, w- where do you see yourself now, like as a dad? And you're like, wow. I mean, do you ever wake up? I'm sure you do. Like, man, I've got a son. Yeah. Mm. I'm married. Oh, I, own, I own a home. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is all on me now. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. But that's what we mean. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, the, all the responsibilities is one thing, but then it's the, like, the, um, just like, wow, God gave me this. And like, this is, this is what he gave me. And so, like, I need to make sure that I, you know, I steward it properly mm-hmm. and be able to like yeah. uh, plan for, you know, 
the future and be able to like guide the path for Rayleigh, guide the path for Benjamin, guide the path for like just us as a family, as a unit. And so making sure that we can um, like use our God-given gifts and and um, like mm. what he's given us to be able to mm. establish it. I mean, it's, it's something I'm still like, yeah. you know, thinking through, working through, and right. it's, yeah. it's constantly Currently changing. learning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. Right. Always yeah. learning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, currently learning. I mean, the question is, how, how did we think of a man uh, back then and how we think of a man yes. now? I mean, it's, it's um, I'm still, I guess, defining that or learning how to, I guess, apply what I've learned mm-hmm. and read from the Bible. Um, but definitely, um, there have been a couple things that have recently uh, come to mind, and um, one of them is um, just kind of a protector, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one's I, no one's going to mess with my family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so no one, and that's in all the senses, right? I don't want my family or my children to suffer in any way. I mean, emotionally, physically, and yeah. So definitely as a protector, um, I definitely want them to um, flourish and explore their uh, unique talents and abilities. And mm. so... That's been an area that I've been learning as I've been preparing um, for marriage. Yeah, I definitely wow. do not want anyone or anything to come between Rihanna and I, and mm. I definitely want to give her space um, to uh, just ex- explore uh, the gifts that God right. hasn't, um, right? You know, blessed her with. Wow. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, definitely that, and um, and relating with Jordan, uh, I guess leadership. Um, kind of in what Jacob says, setting the tone, right? I can't just sit back and wait um, for 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 God to, you know, tug on my shirt, right? I I better be tugging on God's shirt, and that's what wow. He wants me to do, which is good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I can't just be complacent. It's a little bit more proactive, right? Proactive leadership. So that's what's been highlighted. Yeah. And those are my goals, right? Like right. they said, we're still learning, and those are my goals for um, this marriage. Yeah. 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 And I mean, one thing that I like just want to say really fast is that like, if there is places where you're lacking, because I think that's part of the question that we mm. missed. Yeah. Like I'm, I have places where I'm lacking right now, but right now, like currently, I know that God is giving me uh, opportunities to grow out of that. And he will give wow. everybody those opportunities to mm. grow from like any place that they are lacking as a uh, as yeah. a father or as a leader or as a man. So yeah. just like, just have that assurance that if you're willing, God is going to yeah. give you that uh, opportunity, oh, you know? That's good. That's, That's good. good. I mean, we can go into 20 different rabbit holes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, one of them being grace. I mean, there's no wow. way yeah. without the grace of God that I could be the man that he has called me to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, so, but. Right. I'll let you well, take the let, way, Pastor Ron. Yeah, no, you're good. But so, and you guys comment on this. So, I'm going to rattle off some stuff, and it might be really quick. Um, I'm going to say this because, as hopefully by the time you read the, uh, hear this, you'll know, as I've said in each one, we're developing this as we go. Mm. So, we're mm-hmm. learning. And one of the things I hope that we have done by the time we get here for this one is we're providing like a transcript. And so there's so much material in here that I probably won't speak, but if you get the transcript, you'll be able to read it. All right, so we're talking about and talking to current dads, hearing from young men around this table who have just come from boyhood, 
you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it may be, but coming from that and you're you're now entering into that new stage, um, you're, Dad, you're hearing from these guys that they're hungry, they're willing, they're looking. At, it was even when they were young boys. Let me give you um, what we know um, about raising boys. And I know what you're saying right now. He's like, Pastor Ron, you raised three daughters. Listen, <laughs> once you raise a whole clan of kids, right, I have learned more about boys by raising daughters than I think I would have if oh, I was raising boys. Yeah. Because as wow. soon as I knew I had girls, listen, the, the the first thing you hear when you have girls is, oh, man, get mm. ready for the weddings, right? Mm. Like, play, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you have a shotgun? You know, I mean, that's what they, when yeah, you're, when yeah. you're a dad of daughters. And so I understood the joke, but I thought, all right. I, I need I need to understand like how my brain thinks and I so uh, I need to understand like how to mold my girls for how a guy's going to think what they should expect from him how to model that so I actually had to take more time studying boyhood um, yeah. on this and understanding mm. what my girls are going to go through so I could help them understand that um, right good. but so here's what we know about raising young men okay here's what boys need dad and and, and here's what I, we know this boys need the three the four L's love and and listen these guys said it leadership mm. limits and levels mm. they need love and leadership now notice I, I didn't just say leadership because sometimes dads if, if you don't know how to appropriately apply leadership it can be too heavy-handed. Mm. Um, and you can actually run your your children off, but it's love and leadership, limits and levels. Let, let, let's talk about that. All right, here's what I mean by that. One of the very first things you can do for your boys and your children, but for your boys, is to create a routine. Children need routine. Yeah. <laughs> now, as soon as Rayleigh and Jacob gave birth to Benjamin and started doing what they were doing, I, I came home to Ray and I said, my gosh, I feel like a failure as a father. Meaning, like, I think Rayleigh and Jacob have done it so much better than Ron and Raina. I know so much better than Ron. Well, for one thing, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and Jacob is the best at this. He was immediately, they were, like, downloading this, doing it. So this. studious, yeah. Right, mm. studious, and they were applying all of this. Like, I, Jacob, I can ask Jacob, like, right now, what's your son's feeding schedule? He could rattle it off. If yeah. you were to ask me that, I'd be like, uh, I'm at the hungry. office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like ask Raina. Yeah, um, I mean, I was involved. You know, I was really involved. But they're doing. They have done a good job of creating a routine. Here's why, and we're not talking about just when they're babies. Yeah. And you say, well, things are so they change. My job has so many hours. My wife works as well. You can still find ways to create routine. Mm -hmm. A routine gives a sense of calm and safety. For your kids, they kids thrive. Believe it or not, they thrive on repetition mm -hmm. and being consistent with that repetition. Dads, let me tell you this right now: you need number two. You need to learn their love language and know how to speak it. Mm. Yeah, your boys are have been given by God a specific love language. There's only five of them written by Gary Chapman, so they're not that hard to memorize. But know what your child's love language is. Like, does he like physical touch? Is he acts of service? Uh, is, is does he like gifts? Does he like you know words of affirmation? Like, learn what that is so you can speak appropriately to um, your your son. We're talking about how to raise boys to become godly men. You have to make time for one on one time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Having girls, I called it this a daddy daughter date, right? Mm -hmm. 
You might have, call it father son time, whatever you. But yeah. you have to make one on one time. Um, with, and listen, it doesn't have to be like an hour and a half, and you don't have to spend two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, it can be five hmm. minutes. Yeah, and I mean, my dad, he did that kind of stuff all all the time, and it wasn't even most of the time, it was just kind of like fixing stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, hey, I need you to come hold this light for me, (laughs) (laughs) and I'd hold the light for him for like a long time while he's trying to figure out (laughs) what he's doing, And, and I'm like, you know, and then as I get older, of course, you know, he helps me learn how to like do this stuff with him, but that's like, that was super that's, important, you know? Yeah. That's good. I mean, that what you said, you don't have to spend 250 yeah. bucks, just invite them into yes. what you're already doing. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it it's, felt special too. It's like, so funny. We joke, I I, I call Raina's name um, like her dad did, and I didn't know it. I'd be like, Raina. Like I'd say it that way. That's her dad. Her dad would go, Raina, can you give me a hand? Mm-hmm. And it, it took you 30 seconds to meet Raina's dad like and he would say, "Can you give me a hand?" <laughs> uh, he, so right, he but had that part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, my dad did that to me. He was in stonework and construction work, and so every Saturday I spent working with either my grandfather or my dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll be honest, as a little boy, I didn't. There were many Saturdays I didn't like. I did not like getting up at six twenty, no. and I didn't like working. But <laughs> I look back me. at it now that my dad is almost 80, 81. I look back at it now, and I, I come to tears thinking yeah. about. It. I'm yeah. like, wow. That was valuable time with my dad. I was just yeah. this, you know, immature kid that didn't recognize that. Jordan makes a good point. Make one-on-one time for this. Now, here's a big one, okay? And I think more so today than ever. We have you have to avoid stigmas, like stigmas like uh, guys are the boss and boys don't cry. Don't tell your son that. Don't don't tell your son that boys don't cry because that's teaching them to not handle their emotions. Mm. That's a whole other podcast coming up, right? Yeah. But talk about stereotypes. Oh my gosh! Now more than ever, yeah. right? When when in a world where we can decide our own pronoun um, and so forth, like you get there are there are more stereotypes out there. Talk about those stereotypes mm. to oh, your yeah. young son or at an early age. Speak about biblical gender identity and start telling them what biblical manhood is. Now, listen, my mom was a far better teacher of the Bible than my dad. Mm. But my dad could get so much information in my head with like two sentences. Mm. He would say, son, you want to be like that man right there? Or he would say, what that guy just did was phenomenal. Or this guy wow. always ties when even when his business is tanking. Mm. In three sentences, that gripped me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So a lot of dads are like, I don't know the Bible. I'm not I don't have time to study and so forth. Okay, well you can, but even if even if you feel inadequate in those areas, sometimes just three sentences of powerful like wisdom, like like Jordan said, learn how to think before you speak. Right. Yes. That that made an indelible impression on you because you mention it almost every time. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. but for real, I mean, that's that's a trait that, that is now um, within you. So, for instance, when you're talking to your kids about stuff like this, here here's what we said around our house. We would when our, when our girls would do things wrong, we would say this. We would say things like, I don't like what you do, but I love you. Mm. You got to learn how to separate when they make mistakes, and your children are going to make mistakes. Again, in professional baseball, if you hit over a point three hundred, right, thirty percent of the time, you're inducted into the, into the Hall of Fame. If you hit the ball thirty percent of the time, <laughs> most of us as dads expect our kids to do it right sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety percent of the yeah. time. 
That expectation's too much. All right, so when, when they do get upset, here's what you say to them. It's okay to get, uh, get upset, but it's not okay to take it out on others, or it's not okay to pout about it. It's not okay to act this way. Wow. Like getting upset is a natural feeling, but it's what you do with it um, is how you learn from it. That's so, good. yeah, teach your kids respect. How, when's the last time you saw like a young boy like respecting his parents and not like talking back? And mm, I mean, respect very rare. very rare. Yeah, it is rare. I literally was on the phone um, with a guy two weeks ago, and then another guy the week before that. That was like, my son literally goes around the house saying, "I wish you were dead," and I have no support in the family. Oh, yeah, and I saw so right, and I'm I'm walking them through like. Sorry. What what does that mean? Like, how do we do that? So, how do you how do you make your boys? How do you turn them in um, to godly men? They're gonna fail, and they're gonna fail a lot. So, here's a word that you use: you replace the word "can't" with no. Let's say I'll try. Because mm. remember, they're born at the bottom of the ocean of emotion, so they don't know really how to attach it. One of the things I love that Rayleigh. Um, and Jacob do with Benjamin, we did it with our girls, is even as early as what would you say? He was probably about four, three, four weeks old. You could literally see him begin to like move and, and yeah. try to communicate. Yeah, yeah Probably yeah. earlier it than that. Facial expressions. Oh, it started happening <laughs> right oh away. Goodness. It doesn't happen when they're two years old and they start walking and then and talking. No, it's happening now. Yeah. Rayleigh, when, when Benjamin's doing something, um, she takes her finger, her pointer finger, puts it on the side of his mouth and says, use your words. Use your words, and you're thinking, well, he's eight weeks old. Okay, he's eight weeks old. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Like, he's learning everything. Like, where else is he going to learn it from other than yeah. you? Yeah. Like, how do you think they're now, – now, think about this. Jean is sitting at the table. Jean speaks Spanish and now German. Like, you're pretty, mm. getting pretty good at German. Oh, yeah. Right? How did a, a kid in Germany learn to speak German? By listening. I mean – Right before even saying the same, like they don't they don't start learning after they say the first word. Right, they start yeah. learning before they say the first. Word. I mean, that's I see that, what you're saying. Right, that that blows my mind. Like, like think about this. There's a nine week old boy in the same date of birth um, in Germany as the same date of birth of Benjamin in the United States, oh, but okay. one kid's parents are speaking German to him and one is speaking English. Yeah, he's gonna that German kid's gonna grow up speaking you know German, right? right? Yeah. Uh, Benjamin's going to grow up speaking English, mm. and uh, uh, right, they're learning right now. Use your words. Use your words. Teach them how to use their words. Here's just a few more things, right? God, Dad, believe it or not, you create a family culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you create the family t- culture. Here's why I heard somebody say it um, long, long time ago. Dads, they're they're like the thermostat in the house. Um, they set the temperature, and the mom comes along and sort of helps keep it. Like, you get to dial in the temperature of the house. So if you come home from work and you're all jacked up, you've literally just elevated that temperature from, like, 70 to, like, 85. And then the mom has a harder job to, like, cool it back down. Like, you literally set the temperature, the culture in this case, Mm. for your family. Let me... How do you set the culture? Learn to memorize scripture, put it to songs, mm-hmm. have monthly dates, monthly values, family date nights, family dinner nights, one-on-one times, reading together out loud before bed, holding lights in a garage <laughs> yeah. for hours. It's okay. But while he's holding that light, I did that with my grandfather. While I'm holding yeah. that light, talk, 
Um, celebrate. We do this. We celebrate random holidays. Now we're big about celebrating holidays, but sometimes we'll make a holiday out of a day that's not even a holiday. Mm-hmm. Like oh, just yeah. kind of yeah, right. Just switch that up. And here's the here's the next one for dads. Teach them self sufficiency and that they are capable. You got to start teaching your young boys self sufficiency. Remember, boys need love, leadership, limits, and levels. Let me close with the last one. Boys need adventure, accomplishment, accolade, and advancement. Let me say that one more time. Boys specifically need adventure, accomplishment, accolade, and advancement. All right. Your boy built in DNA wired by God wants to be the leader of the home, but they don't know that term yet. They don't know what that means. So naturally, they're, they're going to push the boundaries. Listen, mm. they're going to push the boundaries. Believe it or not, that's sort of a God-given talent, but it's also a default of our sinful nature of rebellion. Yeah. Dad, you have to direct that. Mm-hmm. So view it like this. When, when your son is pushing against the boundaries, instead of you pushing back harder and pushing them down, view that situation like weights at the moment like you're lifting weights, and tell them it's okay to press to this level. So, for instance, borrowing Jean's example, um, you're wanting to teach your son how to walk up to a counter and ask for more condiment packets, right? Mustard, ketchup, whatever, man, you know, mayonnaise, whatever, right? Hot sauce, whatever. Like, son, can you go get us three more packets? And he's like, no, Dad, I don't know what to say. At that moment, teach them to push against that weight of fear, yeah. that weight of insecurity, all right, so let's say they start exhibiting traits of 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 rebellion, of pushing of pushing against that. Well, we can deal with that in another podcast, but turn that moment into that and say, "All right, right now let's view this like a weight room." If you in a weight room, I get it right now. Like right now you want to be like the sun. I get that. But right now your body can't handle that amount of weight. Like if we were in a weight room, and you saw a guy next to you that was bench pressing 450, and you were only doing your body weight 150, I, as your father, could not let you go try to bench press 450. Oh, yeah. It mm. would crush you. Yeah. Start talking to them like that and say, what you're feeling right now to push, to learn, to explore, that's that adventure, that accomplishment, that accolade, that advancement that's God-given. But I am giving to you like a, a strength training coach. Mm. So many dads just push that down and just say, no, or stop, or mm-hmm. they close the boundaries in. That only makes the child more rebellious, yeah. and eventually it makes them, listen, emotionally lazy, spiritually lazy, and yeah. physically lazy. Yeah, I mean, right after you push somebody down enough, eventually they're going to stay down, mm. and they just quit. Wow. Your job is to teach them to be strong in that area. So before we wrap this up, guys, little boys need adventure accomplishment accolade and advancement. They need love, leadership, limits, and levels. So how do we do this? Well, we teach them a sense of right without bribing them or threatening them. Mm-hmm. I got to close with that um, because good. I see a lot of a lot of dads that, that say, do this because I say so, or I'm going to take away your bike, or you're not going to be able to have the Nerf gun, or taking away the Nintendo, or whatever, the you know, uh, PlayStation. 
don't threaten them in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, you might have to get to that, to be honest. There were times in our girls' lives where um, I have one daughter that if we told her she couldn't wear a dress, she was an emotional wreck, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if so when we, we, we sort of came to that time, we, we knew it was, it was done. Uh, but that was there was a lot before that we did before we ever got to that moment. Now, as we close, here's probably the biggest thing I can teach you about your children, and especially boys. Let them be little. Mm-hmm. You want them to grow up to be godly men, and but you teach them in little, 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 little ways along the ways of when they're little. Mm. Let me say that one more time. You teach them in little, 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 little ways along the way while they're little. You don't wait until they're 18 or 19 and you realize they're about to have their first job and they could probably be out on their own before you know it. Don't wait till then. Yeah. Start teaching them just little, little ways along the way while they're little. The easiest time, and I can say this now because I'm, I'm to that point, the easiest time to parent your children, believe it or not, is from birth until about, I would guess and say about eight, nine years of age. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, when you're in that stage, it's the hardest thing you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know how I can keep up. I don't know what to do. I mean, because you don't know, you've never been there. Yeah. But it's so easy. Now that my girls are on their own, like they're awesome. They they are. They're so easy, right? It's minor adjustments that are made. But they're not in my house for the most part. They're out on their own. They're driving a car. Like I can't just, when they're eight, I can sit them in my lap. I can carry them in my arms. Mm. I can put them in the car seat behind me. That's the easiest time to parent. Mm -hmm. Don't see that time as hard. Mm. Teach them little, little, little things all along the way while they're little, little, little in your life. Have you guys enjoyed this? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have enjoyed it. Let me tell you why. Because they, they get to hear from you guys that are just now entering that that stage of manhood. And I want to say thank you um, for being a part of this. And I tell you guys this all the time. I wouldn't have any other guys dating my daughters. Um, you guys are <gasps> awesome to Let's them. Let's go. Right? <laughs> right? You know? And um, Jordan's still trying to pay. He's just... He's, he's, what do you say, John? He's still got a lot of work to do. He's got to get. I'm, right. at, the, I'm at the bottom of we the food started, chain. Well, we all started washing dishes to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever there's dishes to wash, I was like, "Oh, we'll give it to the new guy. <laughs> the new he, guy. he needs brownie points, not us. We got uh, it." <laughs> that's funny. I remember when you said that to him that first night he came over and had to do that, and John's like, "No, man, we all had to work our way up. Just picking on him every you, time, bro. Every time I see Pastor, I say, "Oh, you're you're looking really good today. You're." <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> and I probably don't look that good. No, you guys are awesome. You're solid. You're hardworking, honest boys of integrity that have unique individual calls on your life. And the way you are loving uh, mine and Raina's daughters, um, y'all are just doing phenomenal. And watching Jacob and Rayleigh raise a, oh, yeah. a son. That is just the joy, just to sit back and just watch that absolute. Watching Jean and Rihanna prepare for a wedding, <laughs> picking out the flowers. As a matter of fact, as we're speaking, they're going to the venue site tomorrow to kind of plan out the details of that. Just watching Raya and Jordan just live life. What I love about it is like, I never knew these coffee places existed. Oh, man. Like, you guys <laughs> are helping me. <laughs> you guys are helping me because then I get to take rain to those cool spots and then I get brownie points. She's like, how'd Ooh. you know about this? 
because of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dads, let me just close with this. You can absolutely do it. You can absolutely do it. Let your boys be little, right? Let them be little. Love on them, love on them. As we wrap this up, you're going to hear the music in just a few seconds. As we wrap this up, let me tell you this right here. Right now, here's what I need you to know. Love on them, love on them, love on them. No matter what they do, no matter how wrong you may think they are, love on them. All right, guys, you ready? Ready on the right, ready on the left, already on the firing line. Dial it in. You're faithful. You're focused. You are fearless. You can raise your boys to be godly men. Thanks for listening to Front Sight. See you soon. 